0: She's just, just kind of, kind of goofy in, in a fun way, just like a little, almost like a kid. Um, so we can go and have fun. We can just kind of sit around the house and have fun. I mean, just there, we don't have to do anything extravagant. It's just enjoying each other's company.
1: I can't imagine spending time with anyone else besides him. It's just fun. And that's the other thing, you know, we just have to have fun. We like to try a lot of different restaurants. The big food people. Yeah, it's very mm-hmm. food. Ethiopian. Even if we went to McDonald's for dinner and came home and watched TV, it was just our time together. Uh, we like to watch TV stuff on Netflix, mm-hmm. watch 24, watch Jack Bauer, blow up the world. He does have to figure out how to kind of sometimes just wound me and sometimes I have to do the same thing for him because it's 32 years, you can get into a lot of ruts. All right, we're in our series from this day forward, right, focusing on five commitments that uh, scripture would encourage you to make in your uh, marriage relationship uh, to help it flourish. And if you're not doing it uh, now, from this day forward, you can, right? You just step right into this, make the commitment from this day forward, you're going to do five things. And each week, we're looking at uh, one of those things. So we started out with week one, And we said the commitment uh, you need to make is, first and foremost, you need to... Okay, so the answer is seek God, right? Seek God. You need to seek God first, right? Seek God first in your marriage relationship. That means put your spouse in that second uh, position, right? And if you seek him first, that's going to spill in, pour over. Remember, we encourage you to just start simply, if you're not already, just start praying for your spouse, Remember the spiritual pyramid, uh, start praying for your spouse, you can start growing spiritually and eventually you grow together spiritually, you'll be praying with your spouse and, and you're just going to seek God uh, together, right? So the first one was uh, seek God. And then last week we looked at a second commitment that we make and that second commitment was we are going to... How come you remembered that one? I'm just saying, okay? <laughs> so seek God first and the second one was right. Fight fair. We're going to fight fair, right? We're not going to do the low blows. We're going to have good, constructive conflict resolution, right? We're going to even let God use those experiences of conflict in our marriage relationships to grow us uh, into that uh, husband and wife that He wants us to be. Okay? And those first two uh, commitments, as we talked about those, are good not only in marriage, but uh, they really do kind of apply to relationships in general. It's easy to kind of transfer some of those principles into just general relationships, right? Seek God first in all of your relationships, right? Fight fair in all of your relationships. Uh, Today, as we look at the third commitment... Uh, This commitment is really much more uh, marriage-focused, so for you single folks uh, out there, please be patient with us this morning, Uh, and if that becomes part of your future, great, you're going to be all prepared, but uh, just be patient. Today, it's a little less transferable uh, just because of the topic and uh, the subject matter uh, that we have today, so hang in there with us. So today, our commitment is, our third commitment is, we are just going to commit to having fun. We're just going to commit to having fun. Now, as we get into talking about having fun, I need to give a a little bit of a warning to you moms and dads out there, uh, because today's topic is going to be a little bit on the PG Uh, side of things, right? So some of the biblical content we're going to look at is going to be a little explicit, and that's okay. It's in the Bible. It's good stuff. But just so you know, if you've got kids in the room with you, uh, either you're going to have to do some explaining later on potentially, (laughs) right? Or you just need to kind of get up now and run them over into kids' camp, let them have a good time in kids' camp this morning, and that's fine too. But hurry back if you do that, right? Uh, Anyway. So we're going to commit to having fun. And what does that mean? Well, we're going to commit to having fun in our marriage uh, relationships. Uh, But as part of that, we're going to commit and say, we want to have fun in our marriage relationships because we want our spouse to become our romantic best friend. We want our spouse to become our romantic best friend, right? Uh, Not just a best friend, right? We can have lots of friends in our in our relationships, but we acknowledge that when it comes to the marriage relationship, this this is different. God designed this different. That relationship is different, and that person is special to us in a way that no other person can be. Right? That they can be not only our best friend, but they're going to also be our romantic best friend. That that in this marriage relationship, each spouse encourages, strengthens the other in a way that nobody else in the entire world can. They are our romantic best friend, right? And to do that, we need to make this commitment to develop that relationship, make this commitment that in this relationship, we are just going to have fun, right? Proverbs says, A cheerful heart is good, right? It's good. It's good medicine, right? Fun is just good medicine, right? So for you married people out there, do you remember when you were first dating, right? And when you were first dating, you did a lot of stuff together. And I suspect along the way, as you did all that stuff together to get to know each other, somehow in the middle of all that, you had some fun, right? It was just fun, right? Doing stuff together and being together and talking together and, you know, I mean, you're on the phone late at night together and all you needed to do was hear each other just breathe for a little bit and it was fun, right? I mean, it's just kind of fun, right? But then, you know, we get married and then something happens. Uh, Life gets busy and, uh, you know, everything kind of encroaches and takes us over and the schedule gets tough and there's soccer practice and there's piano lessons and all that stuff comes into play and all of a sudden we get to a place in our marriage where we look and say, where'd the fun go? Right? Where'd the fun go? What we need to do as Christ followers is just make that commitment from this day forward. Make that commitment that our relationships as Christ followers, our marriages, are not going to be just like those marriages out there in the world. That we're going to have the marriages God designed, that God wants, that He desires. And as part of that, we're going to have marriages that maintain and flourish in fun. Because fun is just good medicine. It's just good medicine. It means that we're going to grow that marriage relationship so that our spouse really is our romantic best friend. Here's uh, something from Titus. It's speaking to, uh, to women. And uh, Titus says, These older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children. Now, I underlined the word love there because it's kind of interesting in this particular text, the choice of the Greek word that is used there for love. The Greek word is phelandros, and it means friendship. Right? So the the older women are to teach the younger women to grow in their marriage relationships with their husbands, but in a specific loving way, in friendship. In friendship. And so it's for wives to grow in being your husband's best friend, your husband's romantic best friend. And the same is true for husbands. It goes the other way. This is from Ephesians 5. This is talking to husbands about marriage, husbands and relating to their wives. And I use the uh, amplified version here just because it kind of says it better. It's kind of more fun. It says, no one ever hates his own body, but instead he nourishes and protects and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church because it remembers parts of his body. Now, I underlined the word... the the word cherish there because the Greek word there is thalpo. Not alpo, the dog food. Thalpo. Right? Remember alpo, the dog food? Yeah. Thalpo. It's thalpo. And thalpo, that Greek word means to hold closely and to keep warm. Ladies, you like that word? That feels good, doesn't it? You like that word? Sure. Guys, did you notice that? They like that word. Right? What does it say? Well, Guys, we need to understand. We need to be, our spouses, our wives, romantic best friend. Romantic best friend. That's the goal. It says in 1 Peter, In the same way you husbands must give honor to your wives, treating your wife with understanding as you live, where? Together. You see that word, together? Have you ever looked around at a lot of marriages in the world and noticed that people don't always live together in the relationship, and instead they live more around each other, right? You get married, but life gets busy, and things happen, and children come in, and you're running here, and they're running there, and all of a sudden, you're you're keeping up with all of the busyness so that you're not living with a romantic best friend. You're just kind of living in the same household and living around each other and independently kind of doing your own thing. That, that's not the design that God has for marriage, Right? That's not the design that he has for the way our marriages are supposed to be. Our marriages are about living together, investing in each other, becoming that romantic best friend for our spouse. So scripture in Ecclesiastes says what? You love your wife. What are you supposed to do? Say it with me. So enjoy life with her. What are you supposed to do? Enjoy it, right? You're supposed to have... Fun, right? You ought to be having fun in your marriage life together, right? Being your romantic best friend. No other person in the world is like that person in your life. This is the person you want to spend the most of your time with. This is the person of all the people on the earth that you choose first and foremost to spend your time and life with. And you just do it and you have fun. You become your romantic best friend your spouse. That sound good? Nobody wants to become the romantic best friend for their spouse. i get an amen somewhere, all right? All right, that's the goal, okay? Now here's the problem. If we all agree that that's a good goal, right, that that's what God wants for us, here is the problem. If we're going to become our spouse's romantic best friend, the problem is men and women define romance differently, right? This is just general terminology here, right? But in general, Men spell romance sex and recreation. Women spell romance affection and conversation. We're different. Husbands and wives, have you noticed that about your spouse? <laughs> Who are these people, right? They don't think like I do. They just, what is that, right? So men are men, women are women. We're just different. And when it comes to becoming romantic, becoming that romantic best friend, We just define that word differently. So the challenge for us is if we're going to be our spouse's romantic best friend, how do we do that when we define that word differently? What I want to do this morning is give you three places, three actions you can take uh, to become your spouse's romantic best friend. Okay, you ready? Does that sound reasonable? i got at least one head nod. Let's do it. Okay? First, and guys, this is more directed at you than it is at the women. Uh, It is to become your your wife's romantic best friend by just having verbal fun. Having verbal fun. Verbal fun. What's verbal fun? Verbal fun means that what you're going to do is you're going to prioritize your time. You're going to prioritize your talk. You're going to prioritize your touch and you're going to talk about big things like dreams. Guys, it means you understand that the most important commodity that you can give to and invest in your romantic best friend, your wife, is your time. This is what they value more than anything else, your time. They just need to, want to, desire to spend time with you. But they don't want to just spend time in a room watching TV, right? You're in one chair, they're in the other chair, and okay, we're spending time. This is No, they want to spend time with you, but they want to spend time with you talking. They want to be in conversation with you. They want you to be in conversation with them. They want you to listen to them. They want you to understand them. They want you to get in touch with their feelings. They want you to invest that time in a way that is talk and tender, right? That means affection and touch without expectations, just affection and touch. It is focused time that says to them, you value them as their, your romantic best friend. You spend your time and you spend your conversation with them, And you spend that conversation talking and listening and tender. You following me? All right, let me give you an example of what this, uh, what this looks like. And this comes out of uh, the Song of Songs or the Song of Solomon, 7th chapter. And all I'm going to ask you guys this morning is just kind of sit back, open up your ears now, get back engaged with me and listen, okay? Just really work hard. Uh, at listening to what Solomon says as Solomon talks to uh, this woman, the Shulamite woman, who is going to be his romantic best friend. You with me? Here we go. Listen. How beautiful are your sandaled feet, O queenly maiden. Your rounded thighs are like jewels, the work of a skilled craftsman. Your navel is perfectly formed like a goblet filled with mixed wine. Between your thighs lies a mound of wheat bordered with lilies. Your breasts are like two fawns, twins fawns of a gazelle. Your neck, holy cow, your neck is as beautiful as an ivory tower. Your eyes are like sparkling pools in Heshbon by the gate of Bathribum. Your nose, oh, what a nose, your nose is as fine as the Tower of Lebanon overlooking Damascus. Your head is as majestic as Mount Carmel, and the sheen on your hair radiates royalty. The king is held captive by its tresses. Oh, how beautiful you are. How pleasing, my love. How full of delights. Okay, guys. Last time you talked to your wife like that was... Ladies, last time you wished he talked to you like that was. Point made? Yeah, guys, you paying attention to your wives right now? You see, did you notice how long that took? That's not a, yeah, your dress looks fine, honey. That took time, that, that took investment, that took talk, that took tenderness. And she loved it. And she loved it. His mouth is sweetness itself. He is desirable in every way. Such, O woman of Jerusalem, is my lover. My what? That's what she says about him. See how it works? I know, guys, this makes no sense. But I'm just telling you, it's what the Bible says. It's the way God designed it. And it it is the way it works. It's just the way it works. And so what we need to do is we need to understand we got to have verbal fun. we just got to have verbal fun. It means we invest that time. We invest in that conversation. We get fully devoted to them. We get tender and affectionate, right? And we share with them from our heart dreams, emotions, oil and perfume make the heart glad, so does the sweetness of a friend's counsel that comes from where? From the heart. First thing, first commitment, you're going to be your spouse's romantic best friend because you commit to having verbal fun, just verbal fun together. Amen, good? Number two. Commit yourself to have activity fun, right? Ladies, this is more directed at you. This is really important to guys. That means you're going to participate in the other person's interests, and you're going to find ways to walk with them and serve with them together, right? This is out of Song of Songs, same chapter, chapter 7. And this, uh, listen to what it says. Come, my love. Let us go out to the field and spend the night among the wildflowers. Let us get up early and go to the vineyards to see if the grapevines have budded. Okay, translation, let's go to Door County. Right? Let's go to Door County. So apparently Solomon was into Door County, vineyards, whatever, right? And and so, hey, let's go have fun together. I know you enjoy it there. I know it's kind of a cool place for you. So let's just go do what you like to do, right? You see, you invest in the other person's interests. You find out what they like to do, and you go and you do it. And you do it just because they like it. Not because you like it, not because you enjoy it, But you do it just simply because they like it. And this goes both ways, right? Ladies, you need to find out, invest, give time, go do those things that your husband enjoys to do. Maybe you don't enjoy him a whole lot. That's not the important thing. The important thing is you enjoy him a whole lot. You want to be his romantic best friend. And so you go and you just enjoy that time with him. And guys, the same way with you. You, you just go do stuff with your wife just because you want to be with her. Yes, go grocery shopping. It's okay, right? If that's her role in the house, just go with her to the grocery store. S- hunker down and push that cart just because you want to be with her, okay? Right? And ladies, just go do stuff that you wouldn't maybe normally choose to do. But you know what? He enjoys it, and so you go golfing. Maybe you just drive the cart. I don't know. But you go do whatever it is he enjoys to do. Now, there's a rule around this. As you do it, you invest in the other, right? You make it a priority just to be with him. So you don't make mistakes like like I know people who've made mistakes. For instance, you don't take your wife out on a romantic dinner that you know she's going to enjoy. And during dinner, you frequently check the score of the Cubs game. <laughs> don't do that. I know. I'm just saying. Don't do that, okay? And just to be equal, if you go to the Brewers game, Wrigley North, when the Cubs are in town, don't take your school papers to grade from your fifth grade school students while you're there at the game with your husband. Not that anybody would think of doing that. Is she in the house? Okay, she knows that. We've talked about that, okay? Yeah, okay, over there. Thank you, honey. So, but you see how that works, right? I mean, it's so easy to make those simple mistakes. It sounds like that would be okay. I'm spending time. That's not spending time. That's just taking up space. You need to invest in the interest of the other person. Go ahead and have fun. Have fun doing what they have fun doing. Follow? So, have verbal fun and have... Activity fun. Invest in the interest of that other person. And third thing, have bedroom fun. Have bedroom fun. What does that mean? Well, that means, guys, you need to understand the importance of affection. Gals, you need to understand the importance of frequency. And both of you need to be able to talk through boundaries that are appropriate. For guys, it means having bedroom fun. Understand that having bedroom fun doesn't mean just stuff in the bedroom. That the fun in the bedroom happens because you show affection in other places before you get there. Right? You need to be tender and affectionate to your wife before you even get to the expectation of what may happen in the bedroom fun. You follow? So it's all about the first two that we've talked about. Give them the time. Give them the talk. Be in that conversation. Commit to have verbal fun. Show interest in their, in their interest. Have that activity fun. When you do those first two things, it makes the last thing, having bedroom fun, a whole lot easier. And so guys, make sure that you pay attention to your wives and you show them that affection and give them that time and that talk and that conversation. And ladies... For you, it means talk with them about their needs, especially around the issue of frequency, right? Because we all know it's the only thing men think about, right? Come on, you know that's true, ladies. It's the only, it's like, are you going to get the oil changed today? Oh, change the oil, I'll change your oil, sweetheart. (laughs) Where would that come from? I know where that came from. Ladies, you don't know, okay? It's just the way it is. It's the way we're wired and designed. So what's important? Important is just talk about that. Find out from your husband. What does that mean to them, right? Because you want to be their affectionate best friend. Guys? affection. Be affectionate outside the bedroom. Don't come with expectations there if you haven't been affectionate out there, right? Ladies, talk about what their needs are and what their frequency uh, is, and both of you talk about boundaries. Talk about what's comfortable, what's uncomfortable, and, and uh, understand the fun that it can be in the bedroom, right? Let me show you from the Song of Songs. Now, we looked at this verse uh, before when we were talking about sharing the other interests, okay? Okay. So let's look at it again though and see where it ends up. You ready? It says, Let's get up early and go to the vineyards to see if the grapevines have budded, if the blossoms have opened, and if the pomegranates have bloomed. There I will give to you my love. What's going to happen in Door County? Right? Now, what's really cool is who do you suppose is saying this? Him? Or her. Right now, all the guys in the room are going, please let it be her. Please let it be her. Please let it be her. And it is. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Absolutely. Thanks. Yes, that's right. You see why? If you're going to be your spouse's romantic best friend, then you're going to understand the importance of just having fun with this great, wonderful gift given to marriage of intimacy. Just having fun. And that means for guys, you got to go through this affection stuff. you got to be able to be there for your wife in affection. And for women, you got to understand how, they may, how your husband thinks and frequency. And both of you talk about boundaries. And you're probably sitting there saying, Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're talking about sex in church. How can we talk about this? Because it's in the Word. It's in the Bible. Let me show it to you. 1 Corinthians 7 says this. The husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs and the wife should fulfill her husband's needs. The wife gives authority over her body to her husband and the husband gives authority to his body over his wife. What did the Bible just tell you? This is really important. This is really important to becoming the romantic best friend to your spouse. It's really important. So today, we just make that commitment. We are going to have fun. We're going to have fun in our marriage relationships. We're going to have verbal fun. We're going to have activity fun. And we're going to have bedroom fun. And we're going to get back, maybe, what we once had when we first got married and rediscover that fun in our relationships. Proverbs says, let your wife be a fountain of blessing for you. Rejoice in the wife of your youth, right? It's rediscovering those dreams and those hopes and everything you wanted for your marriage that you knew God wanted for your marriage when you first got married. And rediscovering that, what does it mean? It means if you're going to rediscover what once was, you got to do what you once did. Do you follow that? If you're going to rediscover what you once what, what once was, you got to do what you once did. Make the investment. Make the commitment from this day forward. From this day forward, in our marriage relationship, we're going to commit to having fun. We're going to have verbal fun. We are going to have activity fun, and we're going to have bedroom fun. Amen. Good. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today. We thank you that uh, we can talk about all things in your word and uh, we can apply that word into our lives together. We pray this morning that especially for husbands and wives in the room, uh, this would be a good day to just uh, keep growing, to maybe rediscover, uh, to just make that commitment from this day forward uh, to seeking you first, to fighting fair, uh, and to just having fun. Having fun, because we know uh, you don't want our marriages just to be average, but you designed them. You desire that they would be extraordinary. So encourage us now. Help us in all this, we ask. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen.
0: Hey, hey, hey Pastor, Pastor Bob. Yes. Whit. Hey, this has been a, a great series. Uh, we, we caught up. Uh, I'm with from Fish Sticks Comedy, and you guys have been such gracious hosts here. Um, but I got to say, there was. There's a lot of good information, but not a lot of practical application, or not enough practical application. So I think we still have some, some questions. And we're an improv comedy team, and we have found that by playing a game called Pastor Know-It-All, um, we can uh, answer those kind of you know, lingering questions. Um, and just so you guys know, you know I'm going to come to you so you can actually safely ask those questions that you might not otherwise ask. And Pastor Know-It-All, with our our great volunteer, Pastor Bob, will answer those questions one word per person at a time. All right? I'll start out with a sample question, but then we're going to come to you guys. I know this is a different thing to do on a Sunday morning. It's okay. You can just sort of release on that. Um, but uh, you'll be amazed at the wisdom that will be on display right here. <laughs> All right, so I'll start out with a, a sample question. I don't know who's popping. Um, but uh, what is the best way to have verbal fun with your spouse? The best
1: way to have, have verbal fun with your, your spouse is to
0: talk a lot about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> We're listening. <laughs> that might have been a specific marriage uh, where that would work. Uh, who has a question for Pastor Know It all? Yes. Question is, what do you do about intimacy when you have lots of children?
1: One when- way... What'd you say? Way. Way? What when way?
0: One way. Oh,
1: one way, sorry. (laughs) To have
0: intimacy with children is to kick
1: the kids around the house so that you get alone.
0: We're not talking about physical kicking. Uh, (laughs) Get get him out of the house, yes. Uh, Let's get another question or two. Or three. Who's got a question? Who has a problem spouse? Maybe that'll help. uh. (laughs) Any engaged couple single people who may want to, you know, get a little bit of the... uh, what is the proper frequency? <laughs> is your uh, Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> all right. What is the proper
1: frequency? Technically, when you have a intimate experience, the proverb should show that you
0: increasingly
1: engage in proverbial intimacy. intimacy. Often.
0: There <laughs> we no, were, de- we were dealing no, with our mics. Yeah, so I, I thought you would agree with me. <laughs> my, yeah. I just loved it. I'm learning from mm. you. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> you guys were quiet, and then this is what's coming out of you guys. Uh question is how long should the intimacy. Careful with this one, please. How long should the intimacy last <laughs> <laughs>
1: Intimacy should last wholly about as long as you let it happen that's
0: that's good right there, yes. <laughs> 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 one or two more, one or two more. Yes <laughs> What <laughs> I missed that part. <laughs> what What uh, do you do when your spouse has gummy bears in their head? Ah, it's from last week, so <laughs> Ron. <laughs> <laughs> one more, one more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ah, okay. Okay. Right. How do you address... Well, we're getting right into it. So, Pastor, you must have struck a few chords here. Good. <laughs> and apparently, mostly about frequency. Uh, the question is, how do you address the question of frequency when uh, the spouses have different ideas about what that frequency should be?
1: Sometimes... When... You... Have... No... Idea... What... Frequency... Means you try to frequently experience conversation frequently while experiencing negotiation frequently without question period (laughs) frequently (laughs)
0: Alright, I will just say Whatever your number is, multiply it by two Let's give it up for Pastor Bob Thank you guys for letting us be part Thank of you. your
1: service Thank you guys Hey, thanks, thanks for sir. being with us Thanks, <laughs> thanks man. Hey, let's give them another hand It was great, fun, huh? is it good to have fun in church? You bet